Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm your host, Emma Lavelle, and today's topic is about rest. I was just writing out an answer to one of our coaching studio members where she was talking about one of the exercises that we do in the Time Freedom Tools. And, and what we do, hello if you're listening, <laughs> and what we do is we make a list. I like to pair things, okay? For me, that's balance, right? I'm a life balance coach. I help people create life balance. So anytime that we're creating balance, we want to think about what are the opposing forces or the complementing forces that will help to create that balance, right? If you're carrying a tray of glasses, you want to think about where is the center of gravity with that tray in relation to the object that you're carrying. Or, as my friend explained to me yesterday, when I was talking about Rita and (laughs) how she dragged me over when she saw a cat last week because I didn't have control of my center of gravity in relation to her, inertia, apparently. So I've learned something new this week. So... One of the places where I really found it was very, very effective when I was working and reducing my work time was to make a list to pair the action steps that I wanted to take, having decided what my priority for that day was, and just making one priority. So I'd make a list of the action steps, put how much time I was going to give them next to them, and then in the second column, I put energy drops or joy drops. It depends how I'm feeling each day. Like if the weather outside is a bit grim um, (laughs) or, you know, life stuff is happening and I don't feel fully Tigger energy, then I'll put joy drops and I'll look at really like how can I care for myself that day? How can I, you know, put a really nice biscuit with my coffee? How can I break up the tasks by doing some kind of like relaxing yoga or, you know, doing a hand massage or a bath. I don't have a bath anymore, but that was one of the things that I could do is if I had something that, you know, I wanted to contribute a lot of my energy to that day and a lot of focus, and I would maybe say, okay, 45 minutes to do the task and then 45 minutes to have a bath in the middle of the day because having a bath in the middle of the day makes me feel like a queen. Like I feel like I am in control of my world. And if I don't, then I know that after I've got in the bath, I will, okay? So that's basically it. You pair the action steps, you decide how long you're going to give them, and so that's the on, the doing, and then you put the rest on the other side. Now, a big part of the Life Balance Retreat, which is coming up, um, we're starting this Friday, and we're starting off with a planning session to really set like what is the most important goal for the next 30 days, for the next 90 days. And then after that on Monday, we're gonna start to go through the material that I'm re-recording right now, and you'll get a 10 minute lesson each morning. So Monday to Friday, 10 minute lesson, and an action step. Because what is really important to me is that you start to see how powerful coaching is when it is done lightly and intentionally. You can have one question and ask yourself, you know, in a really simple question, this this will sound like the first time I heard this, I felt like, oh my God, this is so wet blankety. But it was from a coach that I just love. I worked with her a few years ago on a group program called Natalie Miller. She asked this question, what would feel like love right now? Okay. 
what would feel like love. And so if you're struggling with something and you're fighting with yourself, it doesn't matter if you're trying to solve a problem in your relationship, you're trying to solve a problem with technology, you're trying to solve a problem of setting up Facebook adverts, you know, or you're trying to solve the problem of, you know, poor Rita this morning, we got attacked by two separate dogs that weren't on their leads. So I'm working with her on building her confidence, helping her to feel safe. We're doing all this work on her reactivity. And then what happens? We go to the forest. I'm teaching her, it's okay, you can be safe. But other people don't have their dogs on a lead. And we have that rupture in that safety relationship. So I can get frustrated and I can feel annoyed and feel like other people aren't, you know, looking after their side of the street. Or I can ask myself, what would feel like love right now? And love for me is to say, okay, in this moment, I'm doing really well. This is actually not easy, having a dog that has these challenges. And she's doing really well. Like, my girl is doing so well. When I think about all those little micro steps that she's improving, and her recovery time, and I think about how, okay, we had a dog biting at us, and today, this morning, it was really quite scary. And I was thinking like, you know, I have to protect myself because if you don't have dogs, you do not like dive in and separate them, especially it was a Malinois and then mine's a very big staffy. And I was thinking like, I'm gonna have to kick this dog or something to try and get him out of the way. I just couldn't separate them. Um, and afterwards, I checked Rita and the guy that had the dog that was off the lead checked her and to be fair there was no blood there was no you know they'd been making a lot of scary noises but actually they didn't physically hurt each other and when we walked away she shook herself and she shook the stress out and so what I decided to focus on was okay her resilience she's recovering from these incidents because of the work that we're doing together and because she's so amazing okay and then what would feel like love for this guy that, you know, bless him, these people want their dogs to have a quality of life that they think dogs deserve. A lot of people think that dogs, to be happy, need to be off the lead. So he's not letting his dog off the lead to give me a difficult day or to be irresponsible. This person is also acting from a place of love. So you see how that, just that one question can suddenly change that experience. And it just meant that I got home, I continued with my day, my nervous system had a bit of a scare, but then it relaxed again. I was able to check in with my priorities. And the same with Rita, now we continue. She's sleeping, her nervous system is recovering. I hope that the guy and his dog are going to have a better day because I didn't freak out. And it was all very nice and polite and we both apologized to each other and <laughs> you know, explained what both of us have been doing. And, and you know, just that question, what would feel like love right now has changed the direction of all of our days. And then that ripple effect that goes on. So I've gone off track a bit with this. <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about, just to come back to that tool that we use of creating your two columns of the things that you want to achieve and then balancing them with, so we've got the doing on the left and then we've got the rest on the right or the energy drops or the joy drops and and our member of the coaching studio asked me the fantastic question of 
does this count as rest? I'm still not clear on what rest is. And it is a really, really good question. You know, if you Google types of rest, you'll find, I found an article that says that there's like seven types of rest. You know, we can think about the physical rest. We've all experienced that mental and emotional exhaustion of where, okay, you're responding to your body and you're sleeping, but actually you're still mentally tired and mentally overwhelmed. There can be chronic exhaustion. There can be exhaustion related to food. There can be, you know, there's all these stimuli around us in different ways that can be impacting our rest. But for me, I think the simplest way to think about it is how my coach Vicky defined it, which is not being in resistance to the moment that you're in. I want you to think about that. Not being in resistance to the moment that you're in. So lots of the people that I coach in our community, my one-to-one clients, will start their session feeling overwhelmed. They'll feel like they're drowning. You know, that's something that I've heard from a couple of you who are dealing with enormous things in life. And there is this sensation of drowning, okay? And that sensation of drowning, if you imagine if your body is telling you, I am drowning, doesn't matter if you're drowning in to-do things, doesn't matter if you're literally drowning, like you're drowning in stress hormones, cortisol being released, if you think about how that actually feels if you were in water, you would be using up so much energy to try to get to the surface. Now, when we're in water, it's easy to see that, right? And you can feel your body moving. But when our nervous system feels that it's drowning, that's all happening under the surface. So your body, even though from the outside, and again, I'm gonna use a dog example, A lot of people in the dog world do something called, I think it's called a dominance role, or I don't know what it is, but basically they will put the dog on their side and they don't let the dog move. And actually vets will do this sometimes in kind of less progressive or less ethical places. And so it looks like the dog is calm and relaxed, but underneath they are drowning. I'm probably going to cry now because it really upsets me that this happens. We used to do it to people in mental health hospitals, right? We would use this restraint and it's awful and it's violent because the sensation that's happening, even though on the surface the body looks calm, underneath the nervous system is flooding. So your internal system, your safety system, the thing that gets you out of difficulty that will flood with cortisol when you need to run, but only for a short period of time, just enough to get you out of that, all systems go, that is now flooding, okay? And imagine that experience, that drowning experience. So it costs a lot of energy, okay? Now, we as humans have this capacity, when we use coaching, or you don't have to call it coaching, but we have this capacity to use our thoughts to move the levers inside our nervous system. So we can stop that resistance and we can stop that energy being tugged in the opposite direction and just allow it to slack with a thought. And sometimes the thought can be, I know what's happening, right? I'm having an anxiety 
an anxious response to a trigger that may be a real trigger or it may not be, but it doesn't matter because I'm having the response right now. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, like if somebody's got a replica gun and it really looks real, right? And they're waving it at you and someone, and, and, and you don't know that it's a replica because you haven't picked it up. You don't know anything about guns. So how would you know that it was a replica? That's something I think about, like how would I know? Unless I can read that it says replica on the side. And someone next to you is saying, ah, don't worry about it, it's a replica. Your brain is still gonna keep you with one eye on that gun, just in case, just in case, especially if you don't know the people in the room, right? So that, if you think about that focus of the energy that it's costing you to keep one eye on the gun and then still keep having a conversation and then also be sort of thinking about, okay, if it is a real gun, how do I get out of the situation? All that energy, that's all using up calories, it's using up energy in your system. So when we are resisting, and the resistance might be, I don't want to do this. I feel trapped. I hate the fact that I have to explain this again. I can't believe we have to do taxes. Whatever it is, it's costing energy. So we can immediately get that value and create rest by not resisting it. So let's say you feel tired. Instead of trying to fight the tiredness and using more energy to fight the tiredness, what we can do is we can say, okay, I notice I feel really tired right now. And let's bring in that question of what would feel like love? Okay, maybe I'm gonna curl up on the sofa for a moment. Or I'm on the metro or the underground and I can't curl up on the sofa. What would feel like love? Okay, let's list the ways that I'll look after myself when I get home. Okay, or I'm gonna turn this podcast off that's giving more stimulation to my brain and I'm just gonna allow myself to have a few minutes of silence. I'm not gonna look at the person that's doing weird things in the corner. I'm just gonna let that go, okay? And that can be rest. So often we think that rest needs to take time as you'll know, I am a time hacker coach and everything that I teach in the Life Balance Retreat is all about, in the coaching studio obviously, is all about how we don't use time to create results. We check back in with ourselves, we take decisions and action steps and we create our results. So we don't need to wait for a week off work or an afternoon off work to create rest. We can do it in an instant. And then we can change the trajectory and the direction that we're going in. And that's not to say that you don't then think about, okay, I want that week off work because I want physical recovery. I want to be able to check in with what my sleep cycle is. You know, I want to have that opportunity to have seven days where I don't set my alarm because I'm genuinely curious about what my natural circadian rhythm is. That's fine. Okay, you can do that, but you will do that so much more quickly if you create rest now, in this moment, in this instant. Okay, so I do hope that's useful for you. Come and join us in the Life Atelier free community if you want to start getting a flavor of coaching and how it can help you to create more life balance, more energy, more results. 
And if you are ready to actually get your hands on the tools, get coached by me, get written coaching in the community, then click on the link that will be somewhere around this place that you're listening to and you can sign up. We've got our planning session this Friday and then all the new material will start to drop in 10 minute lessons on Monday. All right, have a lovely day.